Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our Patreons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estados, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Law Befica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas, coming to you live on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful week. What's going on, Cristiano? As you can see, is we got a, a packed house here. Cristiano. Cristiano, como é que estás, amigo? Tudo bem? And also... Uh, What's up? The mic was off. You. I Yo. told you. <laughs> Tell me once again, today is what? Today is... It's a beautiful... It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> today is a beautiful day, bro. What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome all the Freddies to the chat. Uh, as you can see, packed uh, packed house with us tonight. The man, the myth, the legend, Vaquero. No. Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. Vaquero, <laughs> welcome, Vaquero. Thank you, my friends. Welcome to the worst Benfica podcast in history. <laughs> because of three reasons. Number one, I don't speak very good English. Number two, I'm a little bit drunk. No, no. Just a little bit? And, and number three, they don't pay me enough cash for me to come to the States to do this show. Thank you, you have to pay me better. Ah, okay. If you want a better show... You should have paid me better, so... Yeah. But, uh, Baquero, noticed we didn't call you the uh, wet Carlos de Edison video. Notice that we treat you with respect. <laughs> can, like you. can we curse in this channel? Of course. Can I curse? Of course. Fuck you, Picado. But check it out, right? Baquero's like Rafa. He needs to be coddled. He needs to be showing love because this is where he feels happy. Yeah. In the Benfica podcast, yeah. Benfica, Benfica FM. Benfica FM, you have just lost me. <laughs> Benfica podcast forever. Hey, team Benfica podcast? <laughs> forever, always. Uh, also with us, uh, uh, Dave Di Oliveira. <laughs> Dave Di Oliveira, as always. Dave, what's happening, my brother? It's a good day. 
What's going on, guys? Bakeru, they don't pay me enough to come to the States. You should be honored that they invited you to the Zach Thornton uh, studio. It looks like they have to do an extension pretty soon to the Zach uh, studio. Zach Thornton. Yeah. But uh, yeah. great to be on. Uh, the Freddies are active in the chat, and why Why not? Because a uh, beautiful day, uh, like you guys are alluding to, and I'm sure we'll yeah. touch more upon it, but... Uh, Great to be on here today. Yeah, and and also with us, we picked up a hitchhiker, right? So let me tell you the story, right? Let me tell you the story. So uh, Cristiano uh, took Baquero to watch uh, the game Benfica game at uh, at Legends. And if you know New York City Legends, you don't go. Where did you go? Queres contar a história? Então, então conta lá, eu não estava lá? Conta era, tu. era para ir ao Legends, para Fuck Legends. Legends não mostra o jogo Benfica no Little TV, so we said we're not going. Speak English, please. Aqui é internacional, pá, não é como vocês lá. Isto é internacional. And uh, in the meantime, I said, look, we're going to go to Newark, Little Portugal. Vamos ver o jogo numa casa oficial do Benfica. Entretanto, aparecem esses gajos lá na Penn Station a pedir um dólar e não sei o quê. E o Baquero diz, é pá, és Benfica, anda com a gente. Foi assim. Yeah, Gonçalo, Gonçalo is with us. Gonçalo, what's happening? Gonçalo man? Santos. What's up, what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, Benfica won again, so... <laughs> That's why I'm here. Is Diana so again? Is Diana Benfica yeah, won again? Okay, yeah, man. So I'll ha we'll have you guys know that we've never met Gonzalo. No, no, no. This is the here, first time so we picked him up literally I, as a hitchhiker. I, I, I have met him. Let, let me, in my <laughs> very bad English, let me say if I can s tell the story. I met him at the roulotte of Stadio of Light. Oh. A year ago, when his group of friends came to talk to me, oh, okay. and they said, there is, there is a friend of ours that is going to the United States tomorrow, and this is the last game that is here in Portugal. That's a fucking great game. story, man. We have to drink a lot of beers. We have to eat. Yeah, it has to be the biggest night ever because tomorrow is going to the States. Which was a very difficult thing for you to do, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was, it it was of, the, it was the first yeah. and only time I drink beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and tonight. so we drank a lot of beer, so much that I still remember. And so the guy next day goes to the United States. And one year later... He sent me a message. Message. I didn't know it was him. Oh, so he knew he, you knew he was here. Oh yeah. Oh okay. okay. But I, 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 I didn't know it was him. Right. But when I see him, that's the guy. That's the guy. I remember guy. him. So welcome, welcome, Gonzalo. Welcome, <laughs> welcome bro. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. To be hey. here. Thank you. That was, when you're about to play, play a sound effect, just give me a little nudge so you don't so you don't talk over me. Pa, o problema é que eu nem sei quando é que vou tocar. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, because I'm talking and all of a sudden you throw the you throw the sound effect. Yeah, just give me a little shove. I know you're going to do something dirty. Já não falo mais. Anyway, here we are, episode 463, and as you can see by the title, Rocktober, which was a, a rocking October, right? In a, in a month that... Uh, started off with uh, with the tie at the Guimarães uh, that we felt uh, what you know if if this is going to be Benfica for the month of October we got two PSG message, matches we got a Juventus match we got a Porto match what are we going to end up being at the end of October but here we are at the end of October and and everybody's uh, everybody knows what the story is at at October yet to lose a game uh, qualified first in the Champions League. I think it was the most points that we've uh, that we've had in Champions League uh, history. I think that uh, I I don't think I know the only other two times that we've been um, undefeated in the Champions League was in uh, and I'll tell you right now because I wrote it down. Um, 
was in 94, 95, and Baquero can confirm this. Yes. And 2011, 2012. Yes. Right. Correct. The only, the only times that we've been undefeated in the group stages have been those years before oh, and now cup. this year. Yeah. So uh, incredibly proud. And I was telling these guys as I came on uh, and, and I came to Chris's house and I was telling these guys, I'm, I'm completely in love with this, with this team and uh, everything about this team. I really am. And, uh, you know, and they even, uh, what, you want to say the, 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 the dare out loud, Cristiano? No. Okay, we'll save the dare yeah, for another day. There's certain things that, that, yo, there's certain, there's certain yeah, things that stay in the studio behind the lights. Ninguém quer saber que tens tendências de Well, Baquer, you know this is not a family show. You guys have to, you don't curse in your show, but this is this is all goes. We can do and say everything. Say everything you want. We can, can we do it? Yeah, you can say anything you want. The dare? The oh, Schmitt. they're there now. Cristiano says no. I've been working for 12 years on this podcast to get to get followers. But I don't want to lose them all in one night. So let's just look. There's some things that are best not told no, yeah. and leave it up to people's, oh, you know. Off the record. Exactly. Now these people are always going to be wondering what it's about, and it's going to be a, a topic yeah. of chatter at the roulette. But for the now, roulette. we'll Next. talk about whatever. Yo, there's a little, Alfredo, look, first of all, before. And Is I'm Cristiano sorry. Cristiano Oliveira here today? Cristiano Oliveira, legitimate cracker lacking. Before I um, I apologize for interrupting everybody, but look, we just wanted to welcome everybody to the, what do we call the chat? Freddy's. Freddy's. The Freddy's. We want to welcome cool, Dave. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I don't drink, bro. I'm, you know, uh, salute. Uh, I want to welcome all the Freddy's. Appreciate you guys tuning in once again to the Beefy Podcast. It is an absolute honor, ladies and gentlemen, to talk to you guys here on the Beefy Podcast. That being said, welcome. And once again, we have a couple of very interesting comments, right? We have Michael Miranda, Vaquero Elenda, Alcoholicamente Bem Disposto, Ainda Mais. As long as you talk about Benfica, everyone understands. Doesn't matter, obviously, the Portuguese and English language. You have Michael Miranda who says, Benfica Podcast, the one and only Benfica Podcast. And, epa, check is on the way, brother. Thank you very much. Tá aqui um gajo, um papagaio, Hugo. Hugo Ferreira, I'm not even going to... That guy, I guess that's time to repeat what he says. But there's the Manny Baladão. So he says... It's with V, not with B, caralho. Manny... It's so that V, caralho. Do not... Baladão. It says... So, is it 463 or 464? Video, graphic, and title have different numbers. Is it 464? And it's 464. And there's a reason, Dave, that, I, that I, I read that question out loud, which is if we had a producer that actually showed up once in a while... We might have some good production here. But our producer, uh, so we apologize in advance. There, I fixed it. All right. Nick Valadon once again says, Era um outubro vermelho. Uh, S-O-B-E-E. When can we start the podcast? But Chris looking like a gym rat in that thing. I'm buff. What can I say? A gym rat? <laughs> I've heard people call you a lot of things, but never a gym rat. Uh, definitely not a rat, neither. <laughs> No, there is not yeah. one. But in New York, there there is a lot of rats. Plenty of rats. Plenty. Yeah. I have not seen one. You've noticed? It's You've a, not seen one? Yeah. Because you don't go at night. I have been here four days. I have done a lot of checks in things that I wanted to see. Two things missing. Because we're marata. A rat. In Nubis Marata. Yeah. Okay. Three things. A rat, a pussy, and and go to Walmart and see guns. So Gonzalo. So Gonzalo. 
He saw a pussycat at the Castle of Benfica in North today. There was a pussycat in the back. Yeah, I think so, yeah. saw a pussycat. saw one, yeah. That's where you watch the game, Castle of North Benfica? That's why who was... But we went there, and we went there, and I was amazed. You were good? Castle of Benfica. Yeah. Look at his face. Like nice, that, you like that? And I took him yeah. to no, I took him to No Name, to No Name Club as well. Yeah. What you think about No Name? Amazing. Amazing. I was really yeah surprised. That's awesome. He, so he's for cerveja. A, a lot, <laughs> a lot of Benfica in the United States. Oh yeah. United States is Benfica. We live Benfica different. Yeah, and it's difficult. It's difficult, and that's why we're so passionate because of how hard of a time it is to follow the club. Now, not so much. But I think that being away from the club and and uh, Shaldaj, and it just it just serves to strengthen your emotions about the club. Yeah. As I as I told him today after the game, we don't right? take anything for no, granted. No one's questioning anyone's Benfiquismo, but being a Benfiquista outside of Portugal is totally different. And what I what I mean by saying that is that, bro, when you're at Benfica, when you're in Lisbon, you take it for granted. It's like there's uma gaja boa, whatever. Right, and then when you see that girl once every six months, bro, you really take it, you know, like you really value. And it's us, and it's not that we're bigger and better; it's just different, right? They get to live that every single day, and they witnessed it today. As soon as the game was over, production was over, and what happened? It, we looked at the TV, and they were doing tennis yeah. or whatever. And it's like, bro, you don't get that chance to celebrate and really enjoy Benfica's today, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to podcast four sixty four of the one and only Benfica podcast, which is a historic day. This has to be historic. It's an historic day, not we only have for Benfica's the... We have encyclopedia next to us. That's right. What do you think? Is it a historic day today, Bucket? Of course it is. Not because you're in America, but just in terms of Benfica. No. I, I'm going to be honest. This is, I, I'm starting to believe, because as a Benfica fan, we always think the, the worst thing is going to happen. And I thought today's game was going to be something... Not good was this is the day that everything goes shit. It goes south. Especially because of this shirt. Befica wore you a yellow like shirt. No. I hate the shirt. Befica wore a yellow shirt for, for the, the first, first time yeah. and I thought, okay, this is it. Say zoom, what was that Yeah. <laughs> today today is not not going to be good. Because as Befica fans, we are used to always thinking there there is this is good too good to be true. It's like chicken little. Yeah. But I'm starting to believe we are living an incredible team, an uh, incredible year, and at the worst is going to be very good, at the best is going to be legendary. Yeah. So we just have to to live the, the dream. Enjoy the moment. Yeah, because at the worst is going to be very good. Yeah. Now, I agree with you. I, I Like I said, I'm, I'm completely in love with this team. This team has me. This team has me. The coaching staff has me. Everything about this team, I, I, I love. I love you, Jesus. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Jesus. Baqueiro, you couldn't have said it better than me, brother, and you, you're worried about your English. You uh, hit all the uh, the main <laughs> points there, so Thank you. good job there. Yeah, couldn't, yeah. couldn't have said it any better. Thank you. Yeah, so let's get it right into the podcast. Benfica played uh, Chavez for the Liga Tuga. Uh, this past weekend, I'll give you the lineup. Vlacodimus was in goal. Ba Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo, Arsenis, and Enzo, Neres, and João Mario, Rafa behind Ramos. Um, it's the first time that uh, we saw Arsenis play uh, ahead of uh, of Tino. Cristiano, you think that's uh, here to stay, or you think it's going to be circumstantial? Because somebody was saying that what they were saying, and, and it, this was Peggy that was saying um, that on. On times where we get most of the ball and teams are going to be playing with v 
ve- they're going to be playing very deep and in front of the goal. Do we really need Tino to defend, or do we need a guy with some more ball skills? I was daydreaming about walking around Manhattan with, uh, with Baquero today. Were you referring to what, today's game or the other day? Shavsh. Oh, Shavsh. No, Auschwitz came in for, for Tino. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so to give him a breather, knowing that and it was, was going to miss that the that next that game. got... Uh, yes. Starting 11 over Tino. Right. Yeah. Look, uh, you have to understand that we're talking about... Who did who Benfica play? Shavsh. You have to understand that Benfica played a Shavsh team that had caused some havoc throughout the season in terms of beating Sporting Braga. In terms of beating, um, don't worry about the phone, man. Um, in terms of beating, you know, they've, they've, they've caused some havoc. They beat Sporting, they beat Sporting Braga. So, you know, Benfica had to take them a little bit serious coming into this game. They weren't just gonna go over there and, you know, guns blazing. They understood that you had to be cautious. But obviously, I think everything we've seen under Roger Schmidt, which is, look, they're cautiously optimistic. They're going to take care of their own end. And at the same time, do their very best to spank everybody going forward. And I think that's exactly what they did. They brought in a player that I think gave them different, um, you know, different tactics, different looks in that position. But I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Benfica was going into a very important game in Maccabi with a player who has been crucial in this Benfica roster so far this year, which is Enzo Fernandez, and understanding that he was not going to play due to the yellow card situation. So play him, give Tino a breather, because today, uh, you know, the following game against Maccabi is going to be a very high-press game, a very high-tempo game. So I think, look, um, let, let's just call call it what it is, bro. The, the, the honest truth about all this is the fact that Roger Schmidt, whatever the hell this guy touches, bro, just do it. I mean, touch my wife if you want to. I mean, do what you yeah, got to do, brother. You're hitting all the right notes, brother. <laughs> he's, he's been amazing. <laughs> Gonzalo, what do, you, what do you think of... Uh, of uh, did you watch the Shavers game or no? Yeah. You got to, what do you think yeah. of the game, man? Does it, do, do teams, when they come to Stadio Illusion, play eye-to-eye with us? You think they, they're going to be in for, for a treat? And and what do you think? You think that's the right approach, or is the right approach being more on defense? No, man. Yeah, we did well. I think we played we played well. Like Benfica played like they should play. Like Benfica showed them like how we we need to play like against everyone. Like Benfica, we played like we showed everyone against Chav especially um, that we're a great great team and we can play against uh, whatever we uh, whatever whatever team that especially in Portugal uh, we can play against everyone and especially against Chavs um, Orsnes uh, Enzo Fernandes especially yeah. Neres too um, they showed that they were awesome transfers, and I think that's the the most important thing. And Benfica, I think we we just I don't know, I, I can't even explain <laughs> how Benfica played so well against Chaves, yeah. like because we were waiting for this. We were we were waiting for as Benficistas. Yeah, as Benficistas, we we were waiting for for a game like this. Yeah, against Chaves. Yeah, but <laughs> we're waiting for a game like this against Chaves. I don't know if that's it's a little <laughs> bit of an of a, an overstatement, perhaps. But the, you know, a no, game like this no. against Porto, it's more of an accurate statement, right? 
that's true. Yeah, against Porto, it was the same thing, I think. Against Porto, we played well too, but I think against Chavs. I think a lot, I think what he's trying to say is the fact that. What is he trying to say, Chris? With Benfica coming home, playing this against the Chavs teams, as I mentioned before, they gave Braga a difficult task. They gave Sporting a difficult task. Took them home and, and, and going into a game against, uh, I was going to say Shakhtar, Maccabi, right? An all important game. You want to be Fika to come home and come off on a positive note. Please, the Benfica play the football that we all anticipate Benfica is going to play every single day. Spank them, play, grew the track. It's what we all love, right? Nos Benfica, that's uh, <laughs> but, but right, I think that's what you meant. You expected Benfica to play like that. You wanted Benfica to play that type of game. We've been waiting for, for a domination at home, going into a Champions League game that in other years, when we looked at these matchups in the Champions League, we were always like, this is not going to be easy, right? And then, dude, dude, I think that the confidence, Alfredo, translated into a game like today. Yeah, th- and we'll I, talk about today in a little while, but that's really what I want to talk I, I about. I want to talk about the it. The confidence is is so great that the team even if the team goes to a little bit of an adver- adversity, they always stay calm and collected because they believe in their work and they believe in the system. So they they feel that sooner or later it's going to come. Um, but one of the things that Cristiano and I were talking when we went to pick you up, Bakero, mm-hmm. was that all the signings that we did this year have been right on target. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. Uh, this is, I, I, I believe, in that, in that of course, Roger Schmidt is, is becoming like we, even better than we, we would even imagine. Yeah. I remember last year I was watching PSV at Stadium of Light, and I, I thought Benfica won PSV. And I was impressed with PSV. Yeah. And so uh, um, when when Befica was interested in Roger Smith, I was happy because I thought he is a good manager. And Befica, it was impor- it was good for Befica to break the cycle of these Portuguese managers. Yeah. And uh, and go go beyond, not think about uh, a Portuguese one, but a very good one. And this is the first uh, this is the first season in a long time that I think uh, Befica did the transfers. Thinking about only in sportive terms. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Not, so not in a financial. No, no, not buying a player to 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 improvement and sell later. Not you have like three, um, four wings wingers, and one left back, and let's buy another a fifth winger. Yeah. Because wingers sell, it's better to sell than a left back. So everything was r- really well done, and you can see the results. Yeah. When Benfica is structured and it is well thought, you can see the results. Yeah. Because that's something that w- we spent uh, like 20 years saying that Benfica has a huge potential. And now we are seeing that it is true. Yeah. W- when, when things are done well, Benfica has a huge potential. Benfica is a huge club yeah. if done well, you know? And so it, it, it is amazing when you think about a player like Oshnes. I mean, it's incredible how good he is. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm very fortunate to to see the 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 game at at the stadium almost every week, and Oshnes it, it's even better live than yeah. it is on TV. It's one of those players that off the ball when the camera is not f- it's focusing focusing on the ball, yep. Oshnes is doing amazing things on the pitch. You know, so um and Alexander Ba 
defensively still has some issues, but he is also very good. And about the game with Chavez, I didn't watch the game, so I was in the in the yeah. in the airplane. But it was amazing because as soon as I turned the Wi-Fi, Benfica was winning two nil, and I do like a tweet: Benfica is winning two nil, and it was already three or four nil. Uh, and in, in, it's amazing that um, Porto drew, and yep, in the in the in the last few years, it f it was 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 very common for Benfica to after a, a, a Porto Porto losing dropping points, drop points. Yeah, and this is a team that doesn't care about that. Yeah, no 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 ghosts for Benfica this year. Yeah, because we are so good that there are no ghosts. Yeah, I d and that speaks to what I was saying before: is just the the confidence that the team has on what the capabilities and their abilities are that they don't really care what Porto is doing, what Sporting is doing. If we play first, if we play after them, if we play the day before, the team doesn't really care. The team is so confident in their abilities. And you see that in Europe, right? We go into these European games and we look any team eye to eye. While in the past we might say, oh, it's Juventus. Oh, it's PSG. Let's play defensively. Let's put another guy in the middle. No, the team is very true to their idea. Uh, to their game model, and they approach each game with the same mentality that at any point they can win a game. But I think all credit, to be brutally honest, and Dave, tell me if you disagree with me or not. Credit to Dave? <laughs> he's next. He's, he's second in line after this guy. I think all credit has to be given to Roger Schmidt. I think all the credit. Yes, 100%. What about the players? You know, he's changed the chip. He's changed a chip. He's changed a mentality. Well, you gotta have, <coughs> excuse me. You gotta have buy-in too. You just, you just, you just sat there and said that it didn't matter who they were playing. It didn't matter if Benfica, the, the, their their previous opponents had dropped points or not. The fact is, I think that whole has to do with the, the coaching staff has these guys focused on the next game and the next game only. Forget about it. And I think that whole has to do with coaching. Uh, with, with coaching, Roger Schmidt has proved since he's arrived to Benfica that. It didn't matter all the noise at the Dragon. He went in and did what he had to do. Made three substitutions at halftime. We seen him today. Makes two, and we're getting to this game. Makes two substitutions in the 30th minute. You're like, what the? This man is just totally revolutionized Benfica, and he's had the players believing that the most important game and the most important play is the next play, the next game, and that whole last. Because I don't think a Portuguese coach would have turned the players' attentions and and as you as you just stated, their whole attitude. In with such short time, yeah. And and do you think it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 because of it's a foreign mentality? I think he doesn't buy into none of that bullshit. I think Roger Schmidt came in and said, "Boys, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I don't give a shit what titles you want. I don't care what happened. Today is a new pace, ladies and gentlemen. You didn't improve, Verissimo, uh, George Zeus, Florentino, uh, Valencia, Napakil. Yo, you didn't, you didn't. Yo, with me." It's a new page. We're going to identify the problems. We're going to take care of the problems. We're going to put this team, give this team this best ability to win the game, the very next game. We'll worry about all that noise afterwards. Today, let's go on the field, play football. Nothing else matters. Our opponents lose. Our opponents win. If we take care of our own business, it doesn't matter what anybody yeah. does. I think that's that's all mentality. That's the truth. Yeah, but you got to have buy-in from the players also, right? But, I think, but, dude, obviously everything's gone well. The players, you can tell. Rafa. Is playing with a freaking smile on his face. He even smiles on the Grimaldo is enjoying himself. These play João Mario, and I know you guys listen to the Benfica podcast are dying for this moment. You want to hear me? You want to see me crow? 
João Mário is playing, he's having probably more to the dismay of the Dragartos. I mean, the, the Lagartos. I apologize. And the Dragartos. You could combine them both. To the dismay, João Mário is probably having the best season of his career. And a lot of that has to do with coaching. This coach makes it fun to play for. He makes things fun. Don't worry about none of the noise on the outside. Let's worry about the next play. Forget about the previous one. And I think it all comes down to coach. I don't see another Portuguese coach doing what Roger Schmidt has done at Benfica in such short time. Yeah, and and, and I wonder if it's the it's if it's a, a mentality that's a different mentality uh, that Roger Schmidt brings, right? Because the Tuga mentality might be different. And the approach and the message to the players mm. may be different. But I think that when you come from the outside and you're not affected by these exterior factors of the league, uh, the pressure from the media, uh, the the comentadores, uh, you know, the, carti the cartilheros, when you're kind of not affected by that, I think that your speech to the team is a different speech, is a different mentality. While a Tuga guy might have, might be conditioned by all of that he hears and reads in the media. Yeah, of course. So, so it, it's like out of the box, as you say, you know? Yep. He, he came out of the box and he doesn't care about anything. And uh, I, 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 I always say, for instance, when we talk about our biggest rival, Porto, the mentality of Porto is to, to, to how do you say in English, to raça, to have... Uh, yeah. You know, Rasa. anger cojones. and cojones, and and to be uh, the the ugly guys. You know, the the they yeah. they're going to to make you suffer. The, bull, the bullies. Yeah, and usually a lot of people say, "Oh, Benfica needs that," and I always start, and this is the Benfica that we are living. Benfica needs to be the best. It's it's just to have the best players and the best manager. And what is happening right now is that Benfica has the best manager in the league. And has the best players in the league, yep. and, and the team is is very well coached. I, I I just I just ask people to 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 see one thing in the Benfica right now in the Benfica game. Don't look at the Benfica player with the ball, but look at the Benfica players without, without the ball, and see how, how the, their movement. So when Benfica when a Benfica player has the ball, you can see the three or four players right next to him moving along. Creating spaces, creating passes, and so uh, Benfica is doing like a, something like a tiki taka that Barcelona used to do, because when a Benfica player has the ball, you can see three or four players with with uh, access to 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 create the space, a and so it becomes easy. Of course, it's not easy, but Johan Cruyff used to say oh, the, 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 the 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 easy 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 play. Is the worst thing to do. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really fit our, our moral fiber. So our identity, I, I don't know. It, you know, when, when people say Befica has to have Rasa, uh, I don't know if that's what, what fits, to be honest. I really don't. I really don't know. But like you said, all we have to do is win. We have to be better than everyone. Just better. We have to be better than everyone. When you think about the the great Benfica teams of the sixties, it was not like it was because Eusebio used to run a lot. It was because he was the best, and and that's why. So Benfica right now is the best in Portugal, one of the best in Europe, and Benfica is winning games because of that. 
to, you just have to keep that, you know, play simple, but it's very difficult to play simple. And yeah. right now, Benfica plays very simple, and <laughs> it's even hard to describe what we are living. Yeah, but it's we, I, I don't think it's simple. Hold on, microphone. I, I don't think it's simple, bro. They they play Alfred. I mean, Alfred. Bakir. They play beautiful football, bro. It says chat's disconnected, bro. I'm confused. It's coming back alive. We lost internet because the internet's fucked up. But we're back. We're back. You've got that Canadian internet. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Dave. I don't understand okay. what the hell's going on. I couldn't on. hear you guys for a while, but that makes no, sense. No, the internet went out. The internet went out. So, but we're good. We're good. Fala aí, enche chorices enquanto eu estou a fazer esta merda, pá. Não, the most amazing thing is that these guys play, paid me so much money to come to the United States to do this show. <laughs> And I come here, I do We're a frozen again, bro. 10 hours flying for this. It's coming back up, man. It's coming back up. The internet is, is fucked up, but you could listen to uh, the audio. Um, but we, we should be good now, I think. Should be good, right? It, the the stream just ended uh, completely. You might have to start the the stream again because yeah, yeah. I posted the video on YouTube. It's a it's a done video. You might have to do a new stream. Oh. Anyway, we're on again. Baraka FM. <laughs> ba Baraka podcast. Baraka pod podcast. Now we're uh... Picado, come back. You're forgiven. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're, we're live. We're we're back. Yeah, yeah. No, I just uh, I think it was the the internet that went out for a little bit we were on wi-fi but uh we had some some issues but we're we're back we're back get everybody in sorry internet problems yeah but we're we're back anyway just to just want to recap the the while christina went up on the roof to fix the antenna <laughs> we uh just to we yeah we're live we're just to That's because you have the replay on. I started a new a new stream. Yeah. Um. But uh, the thing is that just to to recap uh, this this Chavez game and and it's just everything went everything went our way really. Uh, and I mean it it was spectacular football, chocolat as they as they like to say. You got that one Enzo goal that got called back because of an offside play, and that was a, that was an M to to football. Uh, but it, it was just good. But you said the last two goals. No, 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 But then when you see the quality of football, right? It's one thing Benfica's winning games, and we're all thrilled. We don't give a shit how they win games, right? But then the quality of goals, the quality of game played by it, it is absolutely, bro, it doesn't feel real. As Baquero said before, and I think I said it to you during the week when you asked me last week. I think you believe, I believe you asked me if I was confident, whatever. And I said, bro, as excited and as, you know, I'm always expecting 
the hammer to come down somewhere else. Because that's just what we've seen for Vivek over the years. Like, this is too good to be true. And I think I was in a car with Gonzalo. I was in a car with, with Paquero. And and if you guys see this video that we took in a car, bro, I mean, I'm telling you, you guys would cry. All right? We were. I mean, that was the car in North America with the most Benficis winning without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, we were singing. We had the brothers in the hood singing SOB. I mean, we had this <laughs> going, ladies and gentlemen. And, bro, and I said to everybody, I don't think we've all grasped this. Not only, guys, did we make it out of a group ahead of PSG, ahead of Juventus, right? It wasn't as if we backed into this. You know, PSG won their game, ladies and gentlemen. They won their game. Not only did we have to come up and win our game, but we had to win by 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 five. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it exactly what we did. This is extraordinary. I don't recall Benfica in this new Champions League format since '92, uh, Mr. Baquero and Gonzalo and, and Dave and Alfredo and the, and the Freddies. I don't recall Benfica slapping anybody six-one in the Champions League, bro. We fucking struggle in the Taça de Portugal against fifth division clubs. Again, what Carlos, the Reina, whatever, what was the name? Carlos. Carlos. We struggle to be Carlos. TVM's get up and out. You got to, in the Champions League, we're slapping somebody 6 1. That is extraordinary. And that was today. We're still talking about last week's game, though. Yeah, the goals by Nettles were magnificent. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I was getting down for all these fights. What the fuck? <laughs> we're talking about Champions and all of a sudden you're talking about PSG. No, it, but, it's, it's, the quali- it's, uh, it's the quality of football, bro. It's the quality. O team está a dizer that you kick the cord. O team. Alfred, you, you need to bring another guy to Benfica podcast. I know, Vaqueiro não presta. They've been telling me, they tell me that pressure. every week. <laughs> they tell me that every week. Let's do this. I, I stay in the United States forever. Can I go? You, yeah, you go. Can I go to Benfica FM? Benfica FM, no, they don't pode ir comigo. You go to Benfica FM. No aguento. We do a switch up. No aguento. A trade, a trade. A trade, yeah. No aguento. I think I should go, Vaqueiro. Dave. I think I should go, Vaqueiro. You? Yeah. You go to Benfica FM? Oh, yeah. My place. You. Yeah. yeah, we should change. Yeah. Better. Do you should change Wakir. You. No, no. no. You so here. If you change Wakir, Wakir, that means he comes here. You go to Wakir. Cristiano goes to. How do you say in English? Caixa to lixo. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Cristiano to the garbage <laughs> FM. Gonzalo to Benfica FM, and I go to Benfica podcast. There you go. Now the show is reaching new heights for sure. All right, I'm leaving now. Yeah, but I mean, we're never going to recover from this moment for the rest of my life. I got the stats up and the dominant uh, performance by Vifika, as you could as you could see that they're up on the screen. But uh, Dave, stats on this game, brother. Yeah, Nedish goal in the second minute. There was the quickest goal Benfica scored uh, this uh, this season. Uh, we ragged on this guy uh, last podcast, but uh, Gonzalo Ramos' uh, goal puts him top of the league with seven goals scored uh, this season. Uh, and now Benfica, as Baqueiro alluded to, eight points ahead of Porto with Porto uh, drawing against Santa Clara earlier in the day and uh, six points ahead of Braga, who's uh, in second place at the moment. Yeah. So a good weekend for Benfica altogether, but it's, I'm, I'm with Baqueiro, but Benfica doesn't really give a shit about what Sporting and Porto are doing. They just worry about themselves. But can I just say one thing? You can say many things. Okay, one of many things. Cristiano number one. Fuck, fuck Cristiano. But Cristiano is going to <laughs> Barraque F, to Garbage FM. Hey. <laughs> Yo, you know, foi pago. No, no, no. So, um, for many years, I have a dream. 
Like, like Martin Luther King. Yeah, I'm in the United <laughs> States, so I think about Martin Luther King. He has said, I have a dream. And this is this is, is, this a, is dream? exact words. The guy said that in the 60s. I have a dream that one day Benfica is going to win a league like in February. Like 20 points ahead. I want to live that That's dream. your dream? That's my dream. You don't have Champions League dreams. No, I, I have many dreams, but... Not my dream, Martin Luther King dream. He said, I have many dreams for Benfica. Okay. <laughs> One of them is for Benfica to win a league like in February. In February, we are 20 points ahead and we drew one game and we go like shit. Now it's just 18. And in March, our players are playing the games with the hair painted. Painted, yeah. And I think maybe, just maybe, Nobody's listening, so this won't be a curse. This is the year. So I'm very happy. I, I'm if even if right now I'm so confident in this Benfica team that even if Porto and Sporting are winning, I'm confident that Benfica will do very good things. But it's just amazing when Porto and Sporting loses points because I want to live that dream. That I, um, in a month Benfica are already. Changed. I would I would tend to agree with you. With and the reason why I don't fully agree and I'm a little bit hesitant to follow that dream. I'm just saying this because I'm a little drunk, you know this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm saying that the World Cup is going to throw it's going to throw a huge monkey wrench on this whole thing because we don't know what the restart's going to be like. That's what I think. And it's not that far off of a dream. Somebody, somebody ahead, on this podcast uh, said by Christmas time Benfica would be champions. So that was uh, last year, right? A couple years yeah. ago. Oh, that was a uh, way. That I think was uh, Bruno a couple Lange years ago. Still was here. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Hey. No, that was when JJ's first year, dude. Really? First year back? No, couldn't have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. We got JJ's off to a bad year. start. J no, JJ's we first we year back. Bad start. No, we started five. We won the first five games. Yeah. We won the first five no, I games. I thought it was older but, than that. But Dave, uh, stats on this Chavez game so we can move on. Uh, we already did that. Oh, we, what? I didn't <laughs> even <laughs> listen. Oh, you did the uh, fastest goal, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got it. Excellent. Um, so let's turn our attention to the thing that uh, that made us happy, happy today, uh, the game against uh, Maccabi and, and the way we were able to uh, clinch first place in a, in a group. Uh, but if he got never won in, in Israel... Uh, past couple times, I think they lost to Beitar. Who else did they lose to, Baquero? They lost to Beitar. Who? Benfica, when they played in Israel before. they We'd never won in, in Israel. Yeah, we lost 4-1 in 98 and 3-0 in 2010. Yeah. So we had never won in, in Israel. Which is... Um, it, it's awful, right? Because if you, you nobody really thinks of Israel as a... As a, as a as a football, no, uh, as a football uh, mecca, powerhouse no. or powerhouse, right? I mean, I, I could even get away with with the Netherlands, right? If you go to Netherlands, you never won in the Netherlands. Uh, okay, maybe that's acceptable, being that you got Ajax and you got other teams that have been legendary in in, uh, in the Netherlands. But Israel, well, this El Memukze Malta. You never won in Malta. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you in one game. Yeah, I don't know. Vlacodimus, uh, Ba, Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo, Arsenis, Tino, Neres, João Mario, and Rafa and Ramos were the starting 11. Uh, no Enzo, obviously, because Enzo was uh, was serving a, the yellow card suspension. 
Uh, so, yeah, so it made sense that Auschwitz uh, made the start against uh, Chavez to get him acclimated to uh, playing in the middle. Uh, but really, um, initial initial push by, by this Maccabi team, as, as they've been accustomed to uh, or accustomed to doing during this uh, Champions League group stages. Uh, but that I, I thought that after that, uh, after the 15 minutes, I thought that Benfica steadied the ship, uh, got a little bit more of the ball, took a little bit more control. Uh, of the game, and, and then the 20th minute, that uh, that goal by Ramush off uh, an Otamendi uh, uh, assist. Uh, but then t- six minutes later, would give up the, the tying goal. Um, and did you guys at one point, and I'll start with you, Dave, did you at one point just say, here we go, uh, or did you feel confident that the team would see the, the game out? Uh, I thought, the, I, especially with the substitutions that were made not too long after um the the tying goal i don't i didn't know if it was tactical or injury related we later found out in the press conference that uh, it was injury related so i i thought that uh schmidt was was just settling for the draw getting some some minutes for these players while uh while getting uh some rest for these other players to um now dave's internet is out my- It's ours. Because yeah, we're now we're back. So, have been concerned about. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where'd you uh, last hear off? Um, the last part you said. Yeah. So you heard everything then. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, where was I going off? Oh, what that I, he was giving these guys some rests. Uh, which I, I know a lot of people are on Twitter, which I don't know if that's the best place to be during the games or not, but uh, we're questioning uh, Mr. Schmidt's uh, tactics there. But uh, in the end, it all paid off uh, there. Uh, Maccabi was giving us a little bit more pressure uh, there in the uh, the end of the first, uh, first half, but the second half, it was uh, all Benfica. And uh, we completely dominated the uh, the second half, but yeah. uh, a little a little bit testy there in the first half. There, yeah. Gonzalo, what were what were your feelings that you were watching this? Were you still in awe that you were hanging out with Baquero and, and Cristiano? Mm-hmm. What were what were your feelings about the game at at that point? When how, how many I was hanging out with Baquero? How many beers did you drink? <laughs> yeah, I drank a lot of beers. <laughs> That's why I'm a little bit nervous. I think you're not nervous, oh, yeah. man. You're good, man. I completely I completely agree with him. Uh, I think Benfica played really well. We were um, we were second, right, uh, against PSG, and we were trying to get to the first place. And we scored six goals against Maccabi, which is, I think, it's it's unbelievable. We, I think last year, y- if we think about last year, Benfica was playing. With this, uh, with not with the same players, but we were playing with different players. Maldo. With the same, we were playing uh, with, with the, the same, same base from this year. I'm talking about yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the Portuguese players, the, the same core, the small group. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't want to talk about wh- about them, but yeah, uh, we we're playing with them, and if we think Maccabi against Benfica last year, did you think that? We were going to win six one against them. I didn't think this morning. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. It would so have been I a draw. Year, <laughs> yeah. I think we changed a lot, even with a new president, new coach. Uh, we changed a lot, 
and I think today it was unbelievable. We showed our potential, like what we can we can do this year, and I think that's it. Like we can we we're first. We can we can, we can win against against every team. Yeah. In Europe, and let's do this shit. Like yeah. No, it, it's funny because I found myself thinking about that. Right. As we're winning the game, and and look, our, our objective was to win the game, and hope that Juventus would pull out maybe a tie or maybe even win because they still had Europe to play for. Never at one point did I feel that okay, well we're gonna go for six goals or f and even the team. I don't think the team felt that. That's the objective, right? I think that when the goals started coming, they said, okay, well, the goals are coming. The, this this Maccabi team is tired. Let's go on top of him. And even after the fourth goal, you could see our team pressing to get more. And I think that's when they realized at this point, let's just score as many goals as we can. And then when the time, when the final whistle goes out, we'll see how, how, the, chips, how the chips fall and land, mm -hmm. right? But uh, I, I don't know. I, I was a little bit worried about that uh, the Auschwitz, uh substitution. I disagree. You disagree? What do you disagree with? I, I think the, the team went into this game understanding that if they were going to go ahead and get out of this group first, they're going to have to score goals. I think this is a team that, as I mentioned before, and we all mentioned here on the podcast, is very well coached. I think Roger Schmidt checks off all the boxes. I don't think... The club went in there and said, let's see what happens. If we get goals, we go after them. No, I, I think this was a game that Benfica thought deep down inside. If we play our best game, we could cause some serious havoc here. And hopefully, Juventus and PSG keep things close. And, you know, at least we're going to give ourselves the best chance possible. If we do win the game and PSG wins the game, we need to overturn this goal differential. I don't think this happened by mistake, Alfredo. I don't think this happened in like. Yeah, but it, I don't think it was always the objective of the team no. to score that many goals. No, not at, at the at the beginning. I don't think yesterday they were think they were thinking about that. I think in the game after a while, let's score as many goals as possible. Say. Yeah, the, I think that. No, no. Photo went into the game saying, "Look, we got to score goals because yeah. if we're gonna come out of this group first. Because going into the game, I think everyone expected." Juventus to lose to Paris Saint-Germain. So Benfica understood the only way we're going to get out of this game, this group in first place, this we have to do our I just me per, because again, I trust in Roger Schmidt. I believe that Roger Schmidt had everyone on this team prepared. Just my opinion. I don't think foi por acaso like, oh shit, we're winning Tatris. Oh, let's go see if we get four. Oh, we got four. Let no. I think it was guys we have to put the pedal to the metal because Juventus is going to win their game. The only way we're going to get out of this is by overturning that four goal gap, my opinion. I think, yeah. no, I, I think yeah, off that time, off time. Yeah, time yeah, I, yeah. I, but I think yeah. that at that point, at some point, it became a uh, a goal. It wasn't a goal from the beginning of the game. No, they they knew they after a while they knew they had to score a lot of goals to 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 believe in the in the first place. You know, it, it's amazing that when the when the game started, it was an amazing atmosphere in Israel at the stadium. I have friends that were there, and I want to ask them because at, at the TV, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And no matter how good and the experienced Benfica players are, for sure that first impact is difficult. Yeah. And I thought the first minutes were a little bit shaky for us. And I, I, I remember saying to Cristiano, 
you know, the first minutes I thought, well, this game is not going very well. And after a while, Benfica had a goal on the um, post. Yeah, ball up post, upright. Upright. And a great Rafa shoot that the goalkeeper yeah. defend and the goal. Yeah. You know, that's how this team right now responds to difficult things. And so, uh, and then after a while, Maccabi scores from a penalty, which is an obvious penalty, but, you know, it came... Against the, 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 the run, run of play. play. Yeah. And again, maybe another team, th that would be the switch of the game. Yeah. But Benfica never loses the confidence. Yeah. So Benfica kept kept on playing. And after 2-1 and 3-1, it was like, let's just go for it. N don't don't forget that Maccabi suffered seven goals the, the game before. So you so guys don't think... So you guys think going into the game, Roger Schmidt told the boys, lads, let's come out with a win. Look, it's not possible if Juventus loses... Or you think, bro, you don't think it was from minute one? No. no. You don't? Okay. I totally disagree. I think there's different scenarios, and you got to read how the game is, is going. But once the momentum was going in that second half, then I think he even alluded to it in his post-game press conference, too, that they they were scoreboard watching, and then they saw that the the score was staying at 2-1 in, uh, in Turin. Uh, and then they, they, they let the players know. So I think there, he definitely uh, is aware of the scenarios, and the team is obviously aware of the scenarios, but I don't think they went in with the mindset to score five, six, seven goals in, in Maccabi. Yet. I no. mean, if they did, then, then great. But See, I, told that you, I don't look, think there was ever the goal. Didn't look, it didn't look like that in the, in the, in the beginning. Everything we've seen from Roger Schmidt is let's go out there and win the game. Everything we've seen since he's arrived, it's win the game. We play to win the game. Right? Copying and, and repeating at Herm Edwards with the New York Jets. We play to win the game. And I think yeah. looking into that, they understood the only way we're going to come out of this group in first with a Paris Saint-Germain victory by the minimum of scores is if we handle our business. And yes, I do agree with you. As, as the games progressed, both games, they started believing more. I think that's... I mean, I don't think anyone could argue that. But I think the intent was... Let's score as many as we can. Yeah, I, I think, honest to God, I think that was the message. Guys, we're going to, look, let's be cautious. They could cause some, some, some danger. They could cause some problems. But we have to score goals. The only way we're going to have a legit chance at getting out of this group first is by scoring as many goals as possible. I think that was the message. You guys don't agree? Fine and dandy. That's fine. That's why we come here on the Benfica podcast. We discuss these things. And that's the beautiful thing about Benfica. It's for everybody. So. Yeah, no, look, uh, I don't know. That's not how I perceived it, but the, I think over time, I think the team did did feel that they could they could get there in a different way uh, because Juventus wasn't really helping. And it's funny because as we're watching the game, the the scores almost mirrored themselves, right? Because PSG scored first, we sc we scored first. Then Maccabi tied the game. Juventus tied the game, and it was right around you know the same timeline. Uh, that this was happened, uh, and then PSV scored, and I, I don't know. Look, regardless of what it is, I I think at the end of the day we we accomplished our objective. And in in what style? So it was like fourteen points. Yeah, fourteen points. Yeah, first pl place in the group. It's uh, we never in Benfica made so many points in the Champions League. 
So 14 points in. Yeah. Is, yeah, it is a record. Is a is a record, and and we have to say another thing. So one of the things that people um, pay attention to Roger Smith is that he never changes the squad very much. So he always pr- plays the same players. And you, when you look at the um, the the eleven that finishes the game, it's very different from the yeah. starting eleven. And they did they did the job. So yep. even if you think that Shikin uh, or Musa uh, or Diogo or Diogo Gonçalves are, are not to the level of, of be, that Benfica should be, it, it, it's like when things are going well, when a team is playing well, even the average players. F- this, they feel like they are good. Yeah. Well, they, they, the com- the they, they, I think the confidence spreads. Yeah, exactly. It's contagious. Exactly. I think the con- uh, the confidence contagious, right? And and you know we scored a two one with Musa on the field, and we scored the five the fifth and the sixth goals with uh, Araujo, Gonçalves, and Chiquinho on the field. Yeah. You know so. But I, I mean, and, and there's a lot of people that criticize these players, and and we all would hit, wish that we had better players than Chiquinho and Gonçalves, obviously. But there, there has to be sometimes guys like that on the squad to because they have their own role. I- also, it might not be as important as an Enzo or as an Auschwitz, but they they still have their role, and I think that one when these guys are humble and they understand what their role is on a team, the team is much better for that rather than being a guy. Oh, I fucking hate this shit and I'm never playing and I'm always sitting the bench and what happened here and what happened there. I'm disgruntled. I think that these guys have kind of learned to know what their role is and the team is better as a result. Would I have liked to have seen somebody better than Chiquinho and somebody better than Gonzalez? Obviously we all would. Right. But I think that, uh, sometimes you can't have a, a squad full of superstars. You can't. I mean, we've had Al- Andre Almeida for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, I, I, I want to believe that Roger Smith this year is just the beginning. I want to believe that next year he will still be with Benfica. And I can only think what this Benfica team can do with the proper striker and the best bench. But yeah. right now we have what we have. And and I, so I agree with Alfredo in terms of what he just said, in terms of these players fitting their role. I, I mean, Alfredo, I couldn't have said it better. But there's levels. Yeah, no, no there, doubt. No these, doubt. These guys, when you're looking at Benfica option, 1 through 11, right? And then you go to 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 guys off the bench. It gets to 12. In the 13th, if it's not a center of the fender, you're already starting to question. And that's the question. Are these guys... Serving a role, oh, without a shadow of a doubt, are, are are do teams like Benfica and other teams in order to be successful need these types of role players without a shadow of a doubt? Are these role players at Benfica today at the level that a role player at Benfica should be? Without my mind, there's no shadow of a doubt that they're not. And as you just said, I think this is Roger Schmidt's first year. As he continues to stay at, at Benfica, I think the quality will get stronger. I think the options off the bench will get better. And so I agree with you in terms of fitting roles, but at the same time, I, I look, I, I'll, I'll stick behind my, my initial opinion. I've said it on a podcast that Benfica's options off the bench are very weak. Um, look, they might come in a game or two and play well, but overall, if one of the main guys goes down and you got to rely on these guys for, huge drop. For, for six weeks, bro, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Sorry. But Go ahead. I think they are. Enough for the Portuguese league, no? 
You think they're what's good enough opinion? for the Portuguese league? Yeah, what's her opinion about that? Like, she can use good for more it is, not for Benfica. I don't know. <laughs> they're enough, I think. You think they're enough? Yeah, I think so. Like, for Champions League, it depends. Against yeah. Maccabi, yeah, you know. But against Manchester City, we need to improve our bench. But, you know, for, for the Portuguese League, I think they're enough. Red, Red Baron so says... Ganhares com o Chiquinho em campo devia dar acesso direto às meias finais. That's all you need to know. That's true. No, that, uh, you, no you're right. Uh, but look, I, I think that uh, we'd all, we should all be proud of, uh, of this team. Uh, and especially us here. And, and this was something that Cristiano and I spoke about last week uh, on the podcast about being benfiquistas uh, away from Portugal. Uh, and hanging out when a lot of our friends follow football, they follow Champions League, and to now be a name where people recognize not just the the team that got five from Basel or got zero points in the Champions League and were the whipping boys of the Champions League, now to to be looked at as what PSV, what what Ajax has done in a pot in the past, what Red Bull has done in the past in terms of not a team that's chock full of of stars that doesn't have uh you know Euro uh, Petro dollars, but a team that plays well, plays attractive football, that has decent players. We're being looked at as kind of like a Cinderella team of this Champions League campaign. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with that because finally Benfica is getting the recognition as a team that is that belongs in the European echelon. And I'm not saying the the the, the top echelon, but certainly within in, in in the same conversation, right? And Cristiano's he's very happy because he can finally talk shit to troops. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you, you're a sport called Benfica, the Robin Hood team of the Champions League, because we are stealing from the rich, and let's be honest, we are the poor in in yeah. in the Champions League. And I, I remember going to um, about two or three years ago, going to a game in the Champions League game to against Leipzig at the Luz Stadium with Bruno Lage, and there were thirty thousand people on the stadium. The game before it was like against I don't know Moreirense fifty thousand, and we played Champions League game thirty thousand. Yeah, that's how Benfica fans were watching the the were seeing the Champions League, and I remember the the starting eleven was full of uh, youth players. Yeah, so Benfica uh, for for about five or six years look at the, at the Champions League the wrong way, so it was like we are here just to to. To make a number, to win, try to win uh, some money. Yeah. Yeah. And our objective in the season is to win the the Portuguese league, and the Champions League is just to make money. And of course, it was awful because Benfica has to be more than just winning the league. And I'm I'm completely sure that you 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 as that you watch Benfica outside of Portugal feel that even stronger. Yeah. Because in Portugal, of obviously, all we want is to win the league. But I'm pretty sure outside of Portugal, you think about it in a different way. And I, I'm just going to give you one example. So last year, Benfica went to the fifth game with Bayern. And what did we do in that game? The, not the fifth game, the fourth game. 
we went with the substitutes yes. against we Bayern. We lost 4-0 at home, and then we went to Bayern. And yeah, we, we just we didn't right. we just didn't care about the game. Yes. So George Zouz made that, right? no five two. Yeah, against Bayern. Yeah. So it was another. Sh- just uh, and you know, Benfica losing five two, and people was just like, we don't care. Yeah. And w- at home we, we lost four nil. Uh, whatever, it's Bayern. Yeah. And you see, that's not Benfica. The Benfica is, you know, this game would be a, a, another Benfica just went to this game. Okay, we just ar- we went through. Doesn't matter if we are first or we are second. We need to rest some players because w- because we have Sturil in the in the yeah. Sunday. So let's just do an Shikin and Diogo Gonçalves on the squad. We lose to Neil. Everything is okay. We are second. We we went through the the group stages, and that's the difference. Well, le- but let me ask you this. And and obviously, I'm not you know I'm not steering you to to anything to defend the guy or not. How much of that do you think is because Rui Costa approaches football differently than the past leadership. How much do you think that's due to his mentality as not only a Benfiquista, but also somebody that looks at Benfica and feels that Benfica needs to be at the level that he grew up with, the same level that we grew up with? I'm a little... I'm a little. Mr. Vaquero, answer that question. No, you answer. I want no, you no, to answer. I'm, I'm answer. I'm answer that question. I'm going to let him answer, but I'm going to answer your question with a question. <laughs> is there even a doubt that that's the way you – I mean, I think no, he's shown – is there a doubt? I, think I mean, it's you can criticize Ricosta for whatever. You can criticize for whatever. But the one thing I, I think he's shown, I, that football it, it is at the roots of its club, and I think it's been crucial and – Again, I'll let a guy who's there at every single game answer it. But to me, I don't even think that's a question to be had nowadays. I think Ricard has proved himself in the football department, in my opinion. So, I, I'm going to say this honestly. I didn't vote for Ricosta. I didn't either. Okay. So, um, I really like Ricosta, but I'm still very angry with him. Yeah. Um, but the difference between Ricosta and the other president is that Rui Costa loves Benfica. I don't have any doubt about right. that. And as I said, this year was the first season in man, uh, many, many years that I thought Benfica gave everything to the pitch. So Benfica uh, for many years um, was thinking about many things like let's do let's do the the st- Let's do something to the stadium. About selling players. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's, let's sell players. Profit. Yeah. Profit. I have to to it. I have to make some commissions. Yep. Uh, I have financial problems. Oh, and by the way, we have to prepare the team for the next season. And by the way. Have, yeah. It's an afterthought. Yeah. The team. The team is an afterthought. Yeah. And so you and you are playing against many teams in Europe and in Portugal that were giving everything to the pitch, you know? Uh, Franz Beckenbauer once said that um, the, a, football, a football club should have the money on the pitch, not on the bank. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I requested said, we didn't make, um, we make uh, not a profit, but a loss at yep. the, the, the last 
semester, a quarter, I don't know. I don't speak very good English. We speak uh, <laughs> but uh, he said, it doesn't matter. Benfica needs to, to, keep, to start winning again. And I just take my hat off to Rui Costa. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to. No, no, no question about it. I didn't want to lead you guys in. I, I didn't, it wasn't kind. Of, it wasn't a trick question, right? But I think that people need to realize that the mentality in terms of the approach to the team, the investment on a team, what the priority should be with the club, which should be the football team, which is the most important thing about the club. Is 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 now led by somebody that feels like us. So not so much that wheeling and dealing and buying the Salvador Agres, the Vida, and those guys to to get a quick buck, and not those guys don't even wear the Benfica jersey. But it's important to to recognize that the mentality is completely different. Now, uh, I'm with Paquero because he was there for 13, 14 years, whatever it was. A lot of bullshit happened behind the scenes and I'm sure he wasn't totally oblivious to any to everything that was going on so he had to know what was going on did he have enough pull or enough power to say hey you guys shouldn't fucking say be doing this this is wrong I don't I, I, I you know I don't identify with this I'm gonna walk away whether he faced that decision or not it, we don't know right But the truth of the matter is that he was there for 13, 14 years. So at some point, he had to know what was going on. And even from an outsider's perspective, you look at what the club's directives are in terms of where's the focus, where's the priority. The priority is to make money, not to, to put the product on the pitch, as Baquero said. But I think it, we kind of need to recognize what he has done. The other thing is that, look, let's not forget the audit, the forensic audit that we're still waiting for. Uh, I know that as we win and as the team goes progresses and we're playing beautiful football, people tend to forget. But th that audit is extremely important to happen. find out what was going on in our club, what has been going on in our club for the past five, seven years. It's we need to happen. find out. As supporters of the club, as paying members, we need to find out what was going on True. with the club. Right? Uh, but I think winning cures all. Winning does cure all, and, but we can't be we can't be blind but, but to forget that type of shit. You know, the fact is, winning cures all. People forget that, and I'm not sitting here saying you're right or wrong, right? Because I think myself being a user regards to fan, there are some things you can point the finger, and I think that's the one clear thing that even his biggest supporters can point. You know, could obviously criticize the guy about what he's done at his time as Benfica president, which is you promised that. And he has done pretty much everything else he's promised. Sooner or later, he's gotten to it, right? Um, but I think winning cures all, and I think as long as this club shows that they've turned the page and winning, and, and the club is back in, in, in winning ways, and the club is making the right acquisitions, and they're making all the right decisions on the pitch, and the club is advancing in, into these late stages of Champions League winning time, I think people will kind of just say, you know what? Let bygones be bygones. Ever since Ricos has taken charge of this club, he's look with the as I've mentioned before, with the exception of 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 the um, the audit, he's done everything he's promised. But and the audit gotta, is extremely important. But it's not going to happen. 
So I think the quicker you accept that it's, well, it's not going to happen. It's apparently, from what it's it been on the way forever, bro. You're never going to reveal the. the you, I don't think you're ever going to know. So I, I think the only thing we could do is 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 really sit there and, and assess the job he's done since he's taken over. There, there's obviously disappointments, and you can point the finger at different things with him being there 13 years, yada yada yada. But look, the club is headed in the right direction. Yeah, but winning is not the most important. Taj Maluk, man. It should be. It you, should be guys, important, but there's 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 things that there's things that we need to know. There's things that we need to know. Um, You're never gonna know those things. Why? Why that after? I'm not. A, I'm not disagreeing that you don't have to. There's a difference between you have to and going. You're never because again, there are too many skeletons in the closet to divulge. It is snap, guys. I'm just being frank. I don't think it's ever oh, going to happen. Can, can I say, I, I, say think, I think for the majority of Benfica fans, it will be enough to win. But for the core fans, for a group of fans, it won't be enough. I, I, I'll never forgive Rui Costa until, until everything is clear. If he delivers you a Champions League? No. Never. never. No. I, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm at a point where I'm really happy with Benfica right now. I always love Rui Costa, you know, as is is an icon. I don't trust how much he loves Benfica, but e even if Benfica wins the Champions League, I don't I don't forgive him. You know, when 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 I feel that uh, a player, a coach, or let's say uh, uh, a Benfica dirigent, director. a director steals money from Benfica, that's the ultimate thing. Yeah, it's, it's or if you know right. that there are something shady things happening, I don't forgive. That's I mean yeah. you can do you can you can be good a very a very bad you can be incompetent. You know, it happens. But how I'm do we know how do we know recourse and and again I'm not I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm playing devil's advocate here, right? How do we know? You're smiling when I don't even know what I'm saying. It's because you love my voice. How do we know <laughs> that Rui Costa didn't stand by idly because maybe he thought if he was to leave, things would get even worse? How do we know that? And the fact is that ever since he's come in, he's done all the right things. And so I think, obviously, with everything that's gone on in the past, we can't directly point the finger at him without any... There's no concrete evidence. There's only... What we suspect, right? We don't know. And so, again, what if he stood idly because he said, you know, if I leave, he's by the mission. I'm asking. I'm yeah, not saying yeah. that was the case. I'm yeah. asking. I'm pretty sure that was not the reason. The reason is Ricosta is lazy and he thought, I'm on the right path to be become a Benfica president. I just have to wait. So that's what he did. He just mm -hmm. waited. He knew that one one. One way or the other, Vieira was w yeah. at a point was going to leave Benfica presidents, and he was like the the Don Sebastian, the it, Delphin. It, yeah, he was just lazy. And that, and that was something that's already made been made public. Right? He's been called lazy publicly, but he's also been said that this guy is going to be my successor by Luis yeah. Vieira. But he's but been called lazy by his opposition. No, he's been called lazy by Luis Vieira. But Luis Vieira is a sour ex-wife, bro. <laughs> Bro, call it what it is. It's it, you know. Let me just say one thing for sure. Uh, he's doing the right things. Exactly. No yeah. doubt about it. 
he, 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 he was he came he became president in a very difficult situation and last season was not amazing okay so let's be honest uh but this this season he did all yeah. the right things so major credit to him yeah he's but he's doing the right thing but he needs to be very careful with, with what he does i think especially with the with the with the core group of fans that w they won't forgive him well you know how i feel I and, and and so and th 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 that's the the core group of fans <laughs> he drank too many beers. He's not used to be with Benfica fans anymore. No, but there there are core group of fans that goes to the assemblies, assemblies, general assemblies, assemblies. They they don't forgive. Yeah. No, they I will never forget Rui Costa and and those group of of fans that goes to the assemblies. They um they can do the yes or no. At very ma major important things, yeah, you know, yeah. All right, let's. Uh, Dave, I, I think Ricosta knows, like I do, that no matter what you do, there's always going to be there's always going to be Benfiquistas who are unhappy about something. Yeah, you're always going to find a Benfiquista complaining about. Só ganhamos por seis hoje. It was only six one. I mean, last week we beat Juventus and Dave was complaining that we only beat him five uh, four three. I mean, you're never gonna please everybody. It almost Dave, it almost backfired. On it. But it didn't, Dave. We didn't we Dave was just complaining how we finished the game. He wasn't complaining about the result. He was just complaining how we finished the game. That we we didn't have the need to finish the game like that. Anyway, Dave, let's uh did, did you give the stats? I forget. We we've been going on tangents. <laughs> No, I know. Geez, you would have thought we lost the uh, six one today by the way you guys were exactly. going there. Thank but you, Dave. uh No, I just I wanna uh, I wanna touch up on a couple things and then you know we we need to wrap this up because it's yeah, getting late. Yeah. Why? I don't know where to go. I gotta go to work tomorrow, about? brother. Are we going to stats? Yeah, let's go with stats. Okay. Uh Ramos, Musa, Rafa, Grimaldo all scored in back to back uh, games. They scored against Shav and they scored in this Maccabi game uh, as well. Um, second game in a row that Grimaldo has scored off a free kick. Our free kick specialist is uh, is back. Uh, in including the qualifying rounds, João Mario has six goals in the Champions League this uh, season. Who would have uh, ever thought that would have been the uh, case to uh, how uh, last year finished? Uh, Roger Schmidt provided an update on uh, the injuries for Ramos and uh, Arshnis. Ramos was hurt too. He got he came out of hurt. Arshnis. Yeah, yeah. At the same time as Ramos, so yeah, he, I know, uh, Ramos had the ankle decision. injury, and uh, Arshnis had a, a tight hamstring, is what uh, oh, okay. Roger Schmidt said. Got it. Thank you for that. Uh, first time Benfica finished with 14 points on top of their uh, group. Uh, in the cha in the current form of the Champions League, which uh, we've already mentioned here, uh, first t Portuguese team to score six away goals uh, in the Champions League, and um, I don't know if you want to go through this next, but the uh, possible opponents yeah, for the uh, round of sixteen. Yeah, I'll I'll go through that. And there was something that came out as soon as the games were finished was who was in pot one and pot two, and I I'll be honest with you. Only four teams we could face. I I'll be honest with you. And I don't know how many other people agree with me, but I could give a fuck who's in what pot because I'm so confident on this Benfica team that I really don't give a fuck who we get. I would agree with you a thousand percent if we had a bona fide matador. Exactly, but we'll yeah, see then. I said it last week's podcast, Dave, if you recall. I think a lot of teams have been 
having nightmares about Benfica, but they're not losing sleep yet. I think Benfica with a legit Matador, I think these teams will be losing sleep. They're not be sleeping at night, and they'd be worried about this draw. But again, Benfica and the aforementioned before Rui Costa has an opportunity going into the January transfer window to right the ship, and I believe... Right the ship. Is that what you call it? Right the ship? I wouldn't call it. That's yeah. so dramatic, right the ship. But that's the what ship we do is here. fucking right. You just need to put some afterburners on that motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, I'm the one drinking and you don't want to ever. Well, let me, let me, but uh, right the ship in terms of. Right the ship. The ship is right, brother. It's not right. We're still missing a matador. It's Shit ain't right. By, it's going sideways. We're just going down, Bro, the, down the river, but sideways. Listen, we've been treading. High hey, waters. Hold on, so better. Now we're well, going. This is treading waters. This is really better. Cachate, let me talk. Now we're going in. Titanic. Now we're going into Nova Scotia, and we need a metal plate and the bow, bro. You know what I mean? We got a couple of plastic plates, but we need a metal. You have an opportunity to write it to make it because we're gonna go through some thick ass ice. Dave, you live up there, right? Am I right or wrong? You need that. You live that. up there, Nova Scotia. Shout out to Nova Scotia. <laughs> we need some thick. Shout out a, to the trailer. What do you call place. the icebreakers, right? We call those ships the icebreakers. We yeah, need a. Yeah. Le- we need a. I, I, I we need a marreta up front. I think that riding the ship is is a very dramatic term. Well, we could have been on to the next topic, See, but you, you. Okay. Um, let me let me uh, let me just run through the the teams that are going to be on each pot. So so pot one, uh, Napoli, Porto, Bayern, Tottenham, Chelsea, Real Madrid, Man City, and Benfica. And on a second one, Liverpool, Club Rouge, Inter, Frankfurt, Milan, AC Milan, uh, Leipzig, Dortmund, and PSG. Uh, out of that uh, group two, obviously we cannot play. Uh, Oh, we could play everybody. No, we can't. Except for PSG. Oh, yeah, that's right. We can't play PSG. We can't play Porto. Porto's on Porto. group well, one, in, bro. They're in Porto. Oh, and they're shit, in we're pot one. one. Yeah. We're, we were never going to play Porto. You know, when you know what else you we know, can't play? Sporting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cristiano has drank too many beers. <laughs> you already sobered up, man. Yeah. No, Bakero, what do you think? Liverpool, Bruges, Inter, Frankfurt, AC Milan, Leipzig, and Dortmund. I really don't care. I really don't. Me neither. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Liverpool, of course, is the most difficult one. The worst Liverpool in 20 years. No, no, that's... They, that, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just played... This is Porto Podcast. I'm pretty sure. I'm going back to Portugal now. I don't care. No, uh, of course. L- let's be honest. Even if this Liverpool team is not doing very well, it, I, I wouldn't choose Liverpool. So if if we play Liverpool, okay, there is a chance because Benfica is playing so well, and Liverpool is not very good this season. But Liverpool is Liverpool. I don't want to play Liverpool. Um, all the other teams, I don't know. I think this Benfica squad, if it's lucky in the in the draws, we can do something very special in this Champions League. Because I don't think there are many things in Europe that can be better than us. So I I just wish that, as I said, I have a dream. No, not me. Martin Luther King had a dream. Be careful, bro. You know what happened to him for having a dream. Oh, yeah. Don't be having too many dreams. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. L- let's pretend he's still alive. And he said, I have a dream that one day Benfica is going to win a league 20 points ahead. And he said he has another dream. That Benfica is as lucky as Porto 
In the draws. In the draws. Who said that? <laughs> Martin Luther King. Oh, he, he said it Smart in man. in in six in '69. Um, and w- you know, it's it's about time. We are lucky, so we play like Frankfurt in the in the last 16, and then in the quarterfinals we play Inter Milan, and in the semifinals we play AC Milan. And in the final, okay, we play Liverpool and we are champions of <laughs> Europe. Yeah. And then we have to make Roger Smith happy one night. Yeah. And give um, him that. Yeah, so the, the, the first round of uh, knockout uh, are on the 14th or 15th of February. The second leg will be played on the 21st or 22nd. Valentine's um, Day weekend. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. And then... Uh, 7, 8, or 14, or 15th of March, and the quarterfinal uh, draw will happen on the 17th of March. Uh, the quarterfinal games, uh, 12 and 11th, and 18th and 19th of April. And the semifinals on the uh, 9th or 10th of May, 16th or 17th for the return leg in May. The final will be on... 10th of June. Who knows who 10th of June is? Bro, it, it, the, the Portuguese Day Independence. Yo, for those of you... Portuguese Day Independence. We will be Independence there. Portugal. Yeah. Don't care. We will be Portugal there. Day. It's Independence Day, bro. I didn't know that. Tu perguntas a pergunta e não sabes a resposta. Já, já aparece o Nuno Picado a fazer o como é que é, o como é que é que <laughs> vocês fazem. O, sim, o, é isso. Uh, was I gonna, you, you made me lose my... T- Epa, I was going to say, for those of you... For those of you that are, that are wondering, that are wondering what the power is here on the Benfica podcast, I mean, I, I think in my many years of doing the Benfica podcast, this is the very first time that Alfredo Fumasas actually went through the calendar of the group stage and matchup stages. Well, we never, never had to think that far. You've never done that. That's we never what I had to think that far. We still don't. I mean, yep, uh, baby steps. Bro. I'm telling you, man. There's no stop. I found myself thinking, could this team win the Champions League? Conjetinho. And Conjetinho. Co- with a front of steel plates in front of so the. So you're the saying ice- we're gonna have the Stralinha from 2004? The ice, the ice breakers. Yeah. yeah. If we are incredibly we lucky. We don't need that shit. Oh. No, we need. We <laughs> no, we don't. Trust me, we need. No, we're Benfica. Let's no, 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 no. We need. We need. If we are incredibly lucky with the draws, maybe, just maybe. No. But even maybe, maybe it won't work. It, it will not. No, I, I think that, uh, as I mentioned, I think the World Cup is going to throw uh, a monkey wrench into the whole equation because most of the big teams will have players in the World Cup. And I get it that the first round is February and then the second round is, uh, is in, in March. Uh, but, but still, uh, there's guys that could get hurt in the World Cup. And we all know Real Madrid's going to wind up buying the best player in the World Cup because they do every single year. So there's going to be players moving from clubs as well. So maybe that could, you know, mess up their rhythm, All right. their chemistry. Let's turn our attention now to uh, Stril. Dave, what's Stril been up to? It's our re-encounter with uh, Mr. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, they're in currently in eighth position with 16 points from four wins, four draws, three defeats. Uh, they took away points from uh, Porto this season, a 1-1 draw earlier in the season. Historically, 50 wins, 12 draws, 4 defeats in the previous 66 meetings. Last 10, also in our favor, 8 wins and 2 draws. Yeah, and this is after this Sturil game. I think we have 
two it's back to two, back two more Sundays for yeah the we league. got Estoril for the league and then Estoril for the Taça de Portugal and then we have one more be game Gil Gil Vicente before game, we break for the, before we break to the World Cup yeah, yeah. but um, it's only a, a week break because then we have the Taça, Taça uh, de Liga. after that uh, as well yeah Taça, Taza yeah which is stupid we're going to be playing games league games whatever Taça Cerveja games during the World Cup break which is just it's not stupid. It, it depends. Oh. If you don't plan on watching well, we, the World we Cup. We should still have a, a decent yeah. squad, though, you don't, to, you don't, to you do don't, business. You don't stop a month. We're going to have Rafa. And le let's be honest, Bifico <laughs> will not be, have many players in the World Cup. But no, I mean, four or five. Four or five. But, dude, it doesn't make sense. Four or five. No, it does make sense. The, it, it, they, don't, they don't stop. They keep on playing. It didn't make sense to put the World Cup in Qatar and yeah, yeah, uh, that's ruin the schedule for everybody else. Yeah, that's what yeah. not, it didn't yeah, make sense. exactly. Anyway, um, just uh, just before we go, I just I got a, you know, I got I got something to ask Baquero, and obviously, oh, my um, my my first uh, known or knowledge about who Baquero was was through Memoria Gloriosa, right? Uh, and that is a, a Facebook page that Baquero has, in which he will post clips of old Benfica games, uh, and you know. Throughout our, our, our friendship and, and getting to know him and, and the people that know him know that Bacato is is almost a uh, a collector of uh, of Benfica games uh, and he he has the habit of editing videos and putting a little recaps together of every season. Uh, so if you have old old games uh, and your VHS VHS or Betamax uh, tapes, get in touch with Baquero because he might, he might, he's missing a few. Make sure your dad didn't record a porno over it. <laughs> right. Make sure I don't like Benfica, Porto, and then it's a porno. Because you know, it happened. It happened in every household. We all know that. It's up with street, pa. No, but... I'm incredibly... I'm, I'm very fascinated to hear the story how, how that started, how you started with doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has to do with me when I was 10 years old. I was, I watched the, the Benfica of 94, 6-3. Amazing Benfica. I watched, even today, that's the game of my life. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for me, the 6-3... No, no, 6-3, it was a game, winning title game. And six three, and I, I was talking to Gonzalo, and we were talking about that his generation is much lucky than yeah. mine, because when I was I, I saw that when I was ten, and then I saw Benfica winning the league in when I was twenty two years, yep, old age, and so all through that period, I, no Vietnam. So <laughs> what 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 could I do? I just I just watch old Benfica games. And I, I I became very nostalgic about the Benfica of the eighties, and I don't know I don't know how to explain, but I I just started to do that to starting to collecting games, um, and it became like m the hobby of my life. Yeah. To to collect games, for a while it was like the 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 big games, and then I started talking to people and people had another more games, and then I searched YouTube and find more games. Yeah. And it got to right now. Yeah, how big is your collection? No, it's like my porn collection is much bigger. <laughs> 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 but there, there's, there's, the there's the internet for, now, for that. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. 
No, I, I can tell you that uh, since 1982, uh, I just have like there are only more th less than 20 games that I don't have a video of the game. Full games or not, just the no, recaps? No, no, just recaps. No, no full games. Yeah. Just recaps. Yeah. But uh, since the 1982 to right now, less than 20 games that I, d uh, I don't have any image. Yeah. Have you tried reaching out to like RTP or whatever for any help? Yeah, they don't. They they charge a lot of money. They don't. They well, don't ladies help. and gentlemen, we're opening up a GoFundMe for Vaquero and Memoria <laughs> Gloriosa. Do what you gotta do. No, no, no. And they say that they didn't, they can they can't sell. Yeah, and the other thing, my other question to you is: When is the next Story Gloriosa coming out? That's a question everybody wants to know. Yeah. 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 So if you if you guys don't know what a Story Gloriosa is, so Vaquero. Uh, Alberto Minguens, who is the club's uh, official um, oh, studiador, oh, studiador, he was like a historian, club is historian, archi archivist, almost he, historian, I would say. Okay. Uh, they they've done uh, a show that's called Memoria Gloriosa. Search that it's on the Benfica Independent platform. Uh, that basically they went through decades at a time, yeah. one decade at a time. So from the clubs creation and birth all the way to where did you guys stop 94 94 so you still got a, a few more to go uh but if you haven't checked that out i i highly recommend it's that phenomenal. in terms of uh learning the history about the club and that dude albert miguel by the way i thought you were awesome that guy is no, no. Hey, that guy is fucking incredible but dude we we have to let everybody know off Bakira didn't pay us for this we, we just that's honesty <laughs> that is top notch if you want to know all about uh, he, he history, said, if you want me on your podcast you got to plug my shit if you want to <laughs> if you want to know about benfica history and it, it's in portuguese you know unfortunately for those of you not speaking portuguese i mean pay me a little fee and i'll translate but um it's just a phenomenal phenomenal storytelling by these three gentlemen picado gate vaquero and migans it's it's phenomenal and you guys should check it out uh it'll definitely be worth your time yeah for sure yeah uh, man. yeah we still uh, we, we have to do 94 to 2004 it's a very difficult episode because it's vietnam yeah but we uh, we have to do and i'm sure in 2000 then 2004 to 2004 or 2005 to 2015 we'll have to talk about it and then, well, maybe you'll wait till we get to 2025 to finish it up. Yeah, yeah. But but at least 94 to 2004, we still have to. Yeah. And it doesn't I make sense. To with stop. all due respect, with all due respect, mm. when you look at the podcasts or, or the programs of the inaugural seasons of Benfica was, which is obviously, that's very interesting to a lot of people, right? And then the 60s was extraordinary. I think... What everyone really is waiting for, believe it or not, is the accident on the road, which is Vietnam. Everybody wants to hear because we've all heard so many stories about the negativity. I think a lot of people, young kids as well, because yeah. they re we refer to Vietnam. They don't know what the hell's look. You got a kid in here, exactly. Well, they don't know about Vietnam. They, they exactly. Know, they want the, uh, that Vietnam that. is a must. Oh, yeah. They, they you know have they to were that. twelve years without winning a title, but they don't Why? know what those twelve years. They were don't know the pain them. in between. All the misery. They don't know what happened. The pain. The step by step, year by year. They don't know why Benfica went from. Winning a game, as you just stated, 6-3 at the Alvalade. Winning a championship that a lot of people did not expect Benfica to do so, but they did. And then everything came crashing down. And I think that's the podcast 
you guys have to do, bro. You guys have to absolutely make that. I think after that, it's like, okay, it's good days. I think it's... Do, 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 I think it's Storia story Gloriosa. For sure. Right? Storia yeah. Gloriosa? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. I know that some guys in the chat, you know, Storia Gloriosa and uh, Baqueros... Well, uh, Gloriosa is this page on yeah, Facebook where right. you can see all the all, all, all the highlights of every single game in years every past. Every single game but except for those 20 games. Storia Gloriosa is where they tell you about from day one, to current, well, to 94 until yeah. this point, to current events, step by step, or what happened to Benfica along the years, season by season, decade by decade. And it's just, it's just extraordinary. Yeah. So if you got some Betamax yeah. or VHS tapes out there and from old games, and uh, just, just hit us up. We'll see if that's the one Baquero's missing. Mm -hmm. They're out, they are out there. I know they are. <laughs> anyway, um, let's say goodbye, right? Uh, I wanted to, to thank uh, Gonzalo, the, the hitchhiker. That, that joined us here. <laughs> it was a pleasure having you, man. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, it was great. And and Baquero, we we've been looking forward to Baquero being on for for the longest time ever since we found out that he was coming. So it was it was exciting. Tens uma pergunta tão fácil? Baquero, how does it feel like to be on a real podcast for the hey, first time? Hey, for this, <laughs> it's amazing. It, it's like the the. My first time, you know. It's like, <laughs> like my first yeah. time. It's like being a style blues, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank it's you, amazing. No, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Picard. <laughs> no, le let me just say that um, it's been a, an incredible week. Uh, I for a long, I, I never dream about coming to the United States. I mean, yeah. just an idea that formulated a few years ago. Uh, and w what I, I have been living this week is incredible. United States has, of course, a lot of problems. We all know that. But it's also an amazing country. Yeah. Um, I watched the, the, the football game on Saturday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Jets against uh, New England. Patriots. And then I, we went to Madison Square Garden to to see the, the game Fly. Rangers. Yeah. Fly. And and it, it has been incredible um, to see the, the American experience. Yeah. Uh, but for f for example, today was also incredible to see the the American Benfica experience. Yeah. So to see a game, uh, a Benfica game, on a, on a, um, a we can say a Portuguese bar with Portuguese people, uh, and then to see the Newark, uh, the the Benfica Casa do Benfica in Newark, and then no name boys club. No I, I gotta say, I, 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 I'm a Benfica fan from Lisbon. I, 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 when I want to go to a Benfica game, I just it's 15 minutes and I'm there and I watch the game and then I go home and I, I don't think about it. It's very easy to Benfica be to be a Benfica fan in Lisbon. Yep. So whenever Benfica loses a game, I have 300 people surrounding me to 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 cry on my shoulder. Yep. And I I, I used I, I used to think about when. When you are a Benfica fan, for instance, in Porto, how difficult it must be. And uh, for me, that was the ultimate thing, to be a Benfica fan in Porto. Yep. And I came here and I think the you guys that are on the another continent are the ultimate Benfica fans. Because you, you guys are so outside of everything and you keep the flame going. So it was like um, an inspiration, you know? Yeah, I, I I really the 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 girl the the not the girl the um, <laughs> the president of the Newark uh, yeah, she, it's a, it's the Casa of Benfica. Yeah. She's a president. 
because of it. She noticed that I was a little bit shocked up. Yeah, you're emotional. Yeah, because I, I never thought about seeing a... Uh, yeah, tanto Benfiquismo yeah. in America. No, it, it's it's extremely hard to be a Benfica fan so far away, and I think that some. And I don't want to say that some guys do, but you guys almost take it for granted that you have the stadium right there. That 30 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, you could be in a stadium and you could watch the game every other week. Uh, while for us, we almost have to plan out our year to coincide with a Benfica game in Lisbon whenever we go to Portugal. is It's extremely difficult, uh, and there's a lot of longing in Saudad in, in terms of Benfica, and I think it's projects like, like this and, and projects like Benfica FM that really bring people together and really shorten that Saudad or kind of, you know, you, you, you tend to kind of forget sometimes the distance that you have because you're so connected to the club and other people that love the and club. And it's one of the main reasons why in years past when things were very difficult to watch on the field and going on with RB Fika, we, Alfredo and I and Dave and everyone that contributed to the podcast along those years, we felt we owed it to the people to come on here because there's a lot of people that live in parts of the world that don't have the access to Portuguese media, to Portuguese journalism, right? To access to Benfica games and you know, they don't speak Portuguese, unfortunately, but they always knew they could count on us to come on here and hear my stupidity. And Alfredo and Dave try to put things, you know, in, in, into perfect wording. But at the end of the day, we explained and we gave that sentiment of being a Benfiquista, the heartthrob of Benfiquista that was really feeling throughout the world. We gave it to those people. And as difficult as it was at times, it, it, it was an absolute pleasure. Am I right or wrong, Alfredo? Yeah. And it was a pain in the ass. Trust me, there was days that we're sitting here and I'm like, Dave, I'm not talking. Right or wrong, right or wrong, Dave. Days, not, that's every week. Shut up, That man. is every that's week. Up. I'm like, I'm not talking today. I'm just, bro, I'm received, I'm fed up. But then, bro, we love doing this, and we understood that there were people around the world that want better to hear what we had to say because that's the only Benfica that we're going to hear for the week. And so, um, yeah, man, thank you, uh, Fumasa. Oh, Fumasa, fuck. Fuck you. Shut up, mode. Fuck you, uh, Picard. Fuck you, Ezekiel. Thank you, you know, for, for, for what you've done. Thank you for representing Benfica. We had a, a Red LeBaron on here saying, uh, uh, no, come to California. Epa, agora tá todo mundo tá Baqueiro is getting pimped out across yeah, the Baqueiro's world. Been He's pimped got out. invitations got Putin, in Canada, uh, California. Says some like, thank you for the Baqueiro. Obrigado for coming. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thank you for, you know, uh, defending the Benfica world around the world. And that's what we do here. You know, that's what we do. Um, on the Benfica podcast, we try, and I know every Benfica podcast. Continue Benfica, East Benfica after ninety. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, and, and 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 again, guys, I'm so I hate dropping names because I always forget somebody. It's not that I don't want to mention you guys because you know you guys continue after. I love you guys, but if I mention you guys, then I gotta mention everybody else, and I forget, and then everybody gets mad because you mentioned this guy. But so I'll just throw it overall. But everybody does a phenomenal job of, of representing Benfica in their own little way. And we have an obligation. And so uh, thank you guys for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here, Baquero. Uh Don't come back because I can't talk that much <laughs> when you're here. Thanks, Dave. Uh, thank you, Dave. Guilherme. Uh, Guilherme. Thank you, Guilherme. Thank you, Guilherme. And uh, next yep. week. Next week we'll be back, Alfredo. What's, we'll on, be back. what's on the agenda for next week? We'll uh, recap the Estoril game and look ahead to Estoril. Okay. Double dose of it's like a it's like a Benfica sandwich in between Shuril games. Double barrel. Double barrel. See you guys. Take Please. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.